There's also research that shows that cholesterol in women after menopause is actually uh, high cholesterol, is actually protective of heart disease. And again, we will touch more on this in the future, but there's so many benefits to cholesterol that I think it's important that we start this series uh, on the topic of cholesterol with a positive. Welcome to the Good Medicine Podcast. During this series of podcasts, we will explore thought-provoking topics related to health and wellness and take a fresh look at how integration of modern medicine with ancient methods of healing are leading the pathway to better therapeutic strategies, yielding long-lasting positive results. That and much more on the Good Medicine Podcast with your host, Fernando Bernal. Happy to be joined by my wife on this uh, episode, and uh, we have uh, some good topics to discuss. Hi, Beth. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. So last week, you said you were going to talk about cholesterol. Right, right. Okay. It seems to be a confusing subject. And uh, what should people know about their cholesterol levels? Well, there's a lot to know about cholesterol. And unfortunately, most talk about cholesterol is about the dangers of cholesterol. And I think that we all need to have a, a better understanding of this molecule. Uh, first of all, is is a nineteen billion dollar industry, and uh, from the pharmaceutical companies, uh, all aiming to lower cholesterol. But I think that we should really focus more on the benefits of cholesterol, and then later discuss some of the uh, reasons why cholesterol might be implicated in some cardiovascular diseases. But for the meantime, I think it's just better to first learn more about what it is. You ask someone, what is cholesterol? What are they going to tell you? If I ask you, what is cholesterol? Well, I would say I would have a negative connotation with cholesterol. Why is that? Because it's mainly talked about how it's bad for you, and it can affect your heart adversely. So what cholesterol actually is would be interesting to find out. And, you know, you're told to lower your cholesterol, right? You need to keep your good levels of cholesterol, and that is true. But why? Well, can you tell us? (laughs) Well, it's a deep subject. Uh, Cholesterol synthesis is uh, complicated, the body uses a lot of resources, and there are several steps through which the body synthesizes cholesterol. So just about all the cholesterol in our body is made by the body itself. But first and foremost, cholesterol is just a molecule like anything else, like a, a sodium or, or a glucose, a triglycerides. These are just parts of our, of our makeup, and they play a role. One of the important functions of cholesterol, among many, is the integrity of our cells, or cells maintenance. All the cells in our bodies are surrounded by a membrane, similar to all the old days in the cities where there was a wall around the cities. Uh, so you can think of a cell as, as a little city that's surrounded by a wall, which we call a cell membrane. And inside that cell, you have all these different components, all these different, we call them organelles. You have the mitochondria, you have things that make proteins, uh, things that clean up the inside of the cell. But surrounding the cell is a membrane, and that membrane is primarily made out of fat and phospholipids. 
and cholesterol plays a big role in maintaining the integrity of the membrane for each cells in our bodies. So when there isn't sufficient cholesterol, for whatever reason, those membranes become weaker. In fact, there is a condition in which very low cholesterol levels can affect the, the cells in the brain, and someone can have a stroke, what's known as a hemorrhagic stroke. So you you have two types of strokes, right? You have ischemic stroke, one that is caused perhaps by a, a, some type of clot, so blood doesn't flow to an area, oxygen doesn't flow to an area, and the patient has a stroke. But the other type of stroke is when the vessels themselves rupture in one possibility for very low cholesterol on the brain cells is that they're unable to maintain their, their structure because of the low cholesterol. So cholesterol is, is paramount. It has to be part of the, the structure of the, the membranes of our cells. So that's one thing. Another function for cholesterol is hormone production. All the hormones that we have, that uh, the sterile hormones, sex hormones, come from cholesterol. Vitamin D comes from cholesterol, pregnenolone, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, cortisol, all of these have the root in cholesterol. So that's another reason why cholesterol is so important because to maintain proper level of these hormones, we need proper amount of cholesterol in our body. And again, vitamin D is important and the roots of vitamin D in our body, unless you are supplementing, is from cholesterol. Another reason is uh, cholesterol is important for bile production. Cholesterol is a key component of bile acids and which are made in the liver. And that one of the functions of, of bile acids, besides being a venue through which uh, detoxification takes place, is also that bile is important for the breaking down of fats. So when you uh, eat some food that's rich in fat, bile released by the gallbladder uh, or through the biliary ducts coming out of the liver, will then go into the intestine, the duodenum, the first part of the, of the small intestine, and there break down fat into smaller particles that can then further be broken down by enzymes from the pancreas. So if we don't have sufficient amount of bile, fats don't get broken down as well. And the absorption of that important macronutrient is, is hindered because of the inability to uh, release bile or sufficient bile due to very low cholesterol. We should also make mention that the brain is very rich in cholesterol and brain function needs cholesterol. The brain is the organ that has the highest level of cholesterol. 20% of the body's cholesterol is in the brain. So we need for the function of neurotransmitters, for, for the development of axons or, or nerves themselves, for all the little dendrites, those little branches that connect to each other in the brain. Cholesterol is essential for all of that. So a lot of virtues, a lot of good things about cholesterol. And unfortunately, most of the time we have been indoctrinated about the bad things about cholesterol. But in fact, there's probably a lot more good than bad about cholesterol. I find that it's interesting about the brain and cholesterol. 
Yeah, and, and it is very interesting mm -hmm. because cholesterol is crucial for the proper functioning of neurons and, and the formation of synapses in the brain. And synapses is that the gap between two neurons. And so the communication from one neurotransmitter, from one neuron to another, takes place through that gap. And cholesterol is an important ingredient to make that communication between neurons to, for it to happen. Uh, extremely low uh, levels of cholesterols have been linked to cognitive impairment, uh, memory problems, and an increased uh, risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease. And in fact, I, I just read a, an article about some uh, elderly folks who have very low levels of cholesterol for whatever reason, who have tendencies towards uh, suicide and memory loss because of low cholesterol. So it's the unsung hero. We only hear of the bad side of it, but there is a, a nothing but good out of cholesterol itself. How does somebody maintain their cholesterol? Do they, is it all from food source? That's a good question, Beth, because only very only a very small uh, portion of what we eat is actually uh, contributing to the overall pool of cholesterol in our bodies. The majority of the cholesterol that we have is made by our bodies. Every cell in the body has the ability to make cholesterol. Only about 20% of the cholesterol in our body is made by the liver. The rest is made by the cells themselves. They have. That's how important it is that, that the wisdom of the body has made it possible for every cell to synthesize uh, cholesterol in order to function properly. So to maintain proper levels of cholesterol is not necessarily uh, abstaining from certain types of foods, although they, you know, you do absorb some cholesterol from the food, but the majority of the food that you eat uh, is not in the form that is absorbed by the intestines. Uh, instead, most of the cholesterol is made by your own body. And then let me add to this uh, issue of the brain and cholesterol that a lot of mood disorders are associated with low levels of cholesterol. Some studies have suggested the connection between low cholesterol levels and an increased risk of depression, anxiety, and other mood disorders. So cholesterol is involved in the production of neurotransmitters like serotonin, the joy, joy, feel good uh, neurotransmitter. And, as, and that plays a key role in regulating mood. So diets such as the ketogenic diet, which promote a healthy amount of fat, that would be a good thing for cholesterol? I think that the, the, the key here is the healthy amount, number one. Number two, as I said earlier, it, the cholesterol, it, maintenance of cholesterol in our body is not determined primarily by our intake of food. I know that through... Uh, many years now we have been told, don't eat this type of fat, don't eat that type of fat, uh, saturated fats, uh, unsaturated fats, and so on and so forth, because they contribute to cardiovascular disease. Uh, and and it's, it's a subject that's uh, uh, debatable in a lot of ways. It's pretty controversial. It is very controversial. And a lot of it is really due to poor understanding of the various functions of cholesterol and the whole idea of having this uh, iscom between uh, good cholesterol and bad cholesterol and so on, I, I think there's a travesty to be labeled in that way because there is no such thing. And in future uh, episodes, we will discuss that at, at more length. 
Well, is there a school of thought that some think saturated fat is bad for you and that vegetable fat, vegetable seed oils are good? And then there's another school of thought that thinks that vegetable seed oils are very bad for you and inflammatory and that saturated fats are good. There are different schools of thoughts on this, and I think that will make a very good topic when we follow up later on about cholesterol. Uh, but for now, let's let me focus again on the benefits of cholesterol. There's some research that's suggesting that a possible association uh, between extremely low cholesterol levels and elevated risk of certain types of cancer, for example, including liver cancer, lung cancer. And more studies are needed to establish a clear link between that. But again, the immune system, a weakened immune system, cholesterol is essential for the proper functioning of immune cells. Very low cholesterol levels may impair the immune response, uh, making individuals more susceptible to infections and possibly reducing the effectiveness of some vaccines. Digestive issues, we mentioned earlier about bile production. Cholesterol is used in the production of bile acids. And uh, so digestion is often uh, dictated by the amount of cholesterol that we are secreting into the intestines. But you ask about the ketogenic diet uh, and, and the use of fats. And that ketogenic diet was originally really uh, created to deal with epilepsy in children. Uh, but it's also a good diet for those who want to uh, lose weight because it begins to teach the body to use fat for energy instead of uh, carbs. And, and we'll touch on that when we talk about the different types of diet, the Mediterranean diet, the Whole30 diet, and, and so on. important aspect of cholesterol in physiology is the role that it plays in vision. The lens in our eyes has a very rich amount of cholesterol in it. And it's interesting because I've learned recently that in the elderly, as we age, more cholesterol increases, particularly in that part of the eye on the lens. And that in the elderly, that extra amount of cholesterol that is on the lens of the eye becomes protective and that because of the amount of cholesterol, less oxygen enters that region of the, of the lens. And oxygen, as you know, is uh, oxidative. It, it, it causes uh, what we call free radicals. So if you, you, like, you have metal, a piece of, of steel or... or some metal outside, and you find how it rusts. Well, inside the body, oxygen has similar effect in what we call oxidation. And when this cholesterol in the lens of the eye keeps oxygen from going to that part of the lens, preventing uh, oxidation of the lipids inside the lens of the eye and actually protecting the vision of the elderly. So there is another benefit of cholesterol at certain levels that are higher than other parts of the body. So if the same amount of cholesterol that's on the lens of the eye was pound for pound be on the liver, you will have pathology. You would have, if it was on the kidneys, you would have a problem. But not on the lens of the eye is very protective. 
There is also research that shows that cholesterol in women after menopause is actually uh, high cholesterol, is actually protective of heart disease. And again, we will touch more on this in the future, but there's so many benefits to cholesterol that I think it's important that we start this series uh, on the topic of cholesterol with a positive. And then later we talk about, because everything is, is two-edged, uh, We'll talk more about some of the uh, negative effects of cholesterol. Uh, but for now, let's accentuate on the positive. Could you explain more about having your cholesterol tested? Well, uh, it's a lipids panel. And usually you are having total cholesterol. Then you have uh, fractions of that divided into, depending on the panel. A very basic panel will give you total cholesterol, your triglycerides, uh, the HDL, and the LDL. And what that stands for, HDL, the so-called good cholesterol, meaning high-density lipoproteins. And uh, then you have the LDL, low-density lipoproteins. The LDL is the one that they call the bad cholesterol. Uh, and again, we will definitely talk about why there is no such thing. But for now, uh, we, we'll stick with a conventional nomenclature that is used for, for these types of cholesterol. And there are ranges that are considered to be ideal. And also... Isn't the ratio between the two, isn't that the important number? The ratio is important, absolutely right. And uh, the ratio, you actually take in that total cholesterol and you're dividing it by the HDL, the high-density uh, lipoprotein, the so-called good cholesterol. And any any ratio below, depending on the lab, uh, below some say below 5 is considered a good ratio and not something that you need to worry about. However, ideally, a good ratio, uh, based on some of the research that I have read and studied, uh, will be around 3 to thereabouts. Some say the ratios that are higher than 5 uh, should be of concern. So, Beth, it's been good having you here today. It's great as always. You know, there's one thing I want to say. Last week, when we spoke about vitamin D, I had mentioned that uh, to take vitamin D, you should take it with vitamin K2, and I explained the reason why. However, I think it's important that everyone understands that sometimes some doctors will frown upon patients taking vitamin K2, um, especially if the patient is on blood thinners because of the role that K2 has in coagulation. And what I would like to do now is to make sure that everyone understands that nothing that is said on this podcast in the past or in the future are meant to be medical advice. Everyone is encouraged to talk to their doctor about anything they hear on this podcast and find out what they feel about it, what they think about it, and follow your doctor's instructions. This is all educational and these are all my own opinions, and that's it. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. What are we talking about next week? We're going to continue on this topic of cholesterol, Beth. Uh, this is a deep topic. Uh, we're hardly touching the scratching the surface of the topic, but we might go. I, I would like to go into some of the history behind the current 
conventional wisdom regarding cholesterol and going back to some of the early studies uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago. But um, we'll, we'll deal with that next week. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Good Medicine Podcast. To learn more about our practice, see us on the web at thegoodmedicinepodcast.com or call us at 904-806-7123. That's 904-806-7123. Thank you for listening.